Praise God. Let me pray, and then uh, we'll get into the Word. Father God, thank you tonight, Father, for the Word of God. I thank you as we hear your Word that we're strengthened, we're encouraged, our faith is built and refreshed. Father, we want to feed our faith, and we want to starve our doubts, and we want to draw closer to you, Father, and I'm thankful for it in Jesus' name. Everybody said, <clears throat> amen. We started last week talking about healing, and uh, I told you the story last week about the woman with the issue of blood, and we're going to go to a new story tonight. I'm going to read to you the story in the New Testament uh, in the book of Mark about blind Bartimaeus, and this is an amazing story just like the story last week, and uh, so I want to read the story to you, and then we'll jump in. And uh, we'll unpack it together, and I'm going to show you some amazing things. This is Mark chapter 10, and we're doing verse 46, and uh, it's the New King James Version. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Okay, listen to it. You can watch it and listen as I read. Now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him, warned him to be quiet, for he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man and said to him, be of good cheer, rise, he's calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. Jesus answered and said to him, him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, or master, or teacher, that I may receive my sight. Jesus said, go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. I love this story. Jesus is, the scripture says that he's on his way uh, to Jericho, and they're coming out of Jericho. And it says the very same thing that happened with the woman of issue of blood. There's a crowd, okay? Remember what we found out about Jesus? Jesus is the real deal, okay? He's the real thing. And people were drawn to him everywhere he went. He wasn't full of religion. He wasn't full of rules. Uh, he, he wasn't pompous. He wasn't any of those things. He was the real deal. He was filled with life. He was filled with love. And people were drawn to him. The very same thing's happening here that happened there. There's a crowd around him, and they're following him. Listen to what it says. A great multitude followed him. And blind Bartimaeus. Now, let me show you something interesting about Bartimaeus. The word, all the word Bartimaeus means <clears throat> is the son of Timaeus. That's all it means, okay? It means the son of Timaeus. And he sat by the road and he begged. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. All right, get, th get this in your mind. <clears throat> Jesus is on his way out of Jericho. There's a crowd around him following him. This guy's sitting on the side of the road. He's a beggar, okay? He's been blind. It doesn't say a lot about his blindness, but he's a beggar, and he's been on the side of the road, and he's been begging, and he's probably been begging most of his life, and he hears a commotion. He hears people, all right? It's almost like if you were to hear traffic. He hears people, and he hears noise, and then he hears somebody say that it's Jesus, and so he's on the side of the road, he's blind and he's begging, and he hears that it's Jesus. And what does he do? It says he begins to cry out, 
Okay, now think about it for a minute. Think about the, the low roar, the noise of the crowd, the noise of people walking. And it says that he says, Jesus, son of David, which represents the title of Jesus Christ. He recognizes who Jesus is, that he's the Messiah. But here's what he does. He cries out, Jesus, Jesus, trying to get his attention. And the people say, shut up, fool. Yeah, that's what they said. Listen to it. I love this. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on him. They warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more. They warned him to be quiet. I wonder why. I mean, I wonder what it even means when they say they warned him, like, hey, we're going to beat you up, or, 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 or we'll, you, you can't beg here anymore. I mean, I wonder what they threatened him with and told him to be quiet. Jesus is walking with this crowd, and he begins to shout, hey, Jesus, son of David, hey, notice me. Hey, pay attention to me. Hey, I'm over here. And the crowd around him warned him and said, hey, hey, be quiet. And I love it. He cries out all the more. He got louder. He got louder. You know, I've been accused of yelling my whole life. My whole life. Vicky says, I can hear you all over Walmart. <clears throat> and that was before the, you know, that was the little Walmarts and even now the big Walmart. She always says, I can, I can hear you all over Walmart. You know, my, my mother used to say, why don't you use your inside voice? And that always used to just make me mad, you know. So it's like, you know, when you, if you want me to be quiet, I'm just going to be louder, right? I'm not saying that's right. I'm just, I'm just saying that's kind of what it stirs up in me. All right, it says, they warned him to be quiet. They warned him to use his inside voice. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. You remember when we talked about the woman with the issue of blood and we talked about how she had to violate social protocol? She left her house. She went out into the street and she'd been sick for 12 years and she has this issue of blood and she's violating health laws. She's violating social protocol and she doesn't care because she needs something from God. She needs something from Jesus. She needs a miracle. Okay, blind Bartimaeus is the very same way. He doesn't sit quietly and behave. He doesn't sit quietly and just, and just uh, agree with or just settle himself on his fate. Remember, we talked about that last week with uh, the woman with the issue of blood. She'd been sick so long. We talked about how you can have something for a while, and if you're not careful, you identify with it. You kind of just take it on. You kind of just settle in. Hey, this, you know, this is all the money we're ever going to make. Or, hey, this is the best house we're ever going to have. Or, hey, this is the best car we're ever going to have. Or, hey, maybe I'm never going to get well. Or, hey, maybe things are never going to get better. And I've said this before, and it's so worth saying again. I think one of the greatest lies of the devil is that things can't ever change. You're stuck where you are, whatever that, whatever that means, whatever that is. Now, see, and I just went through the list. Whether it's your health, whether it's money, whether it's peace, whether it's a child or a grandchild, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> one of the greatest attacks of the enemy in our life is, why don't you just hush and just settle in and just be happy where you are because, you know, things aren't going to get better. You, you know, it's too late for you to go to college. 
it, it's too late for you to do. What, remember those dreams you had? It's too late. Why don't, why don't, you, why don't you let those dreams die? Or it's, it's, it's too late for you to buy a house. Or uh, it's too late for you to get married. Or it's, it's too late for you to have children. Or maybe the doctor has said uh, you can't have a child. What, whatever it is. Okay, the woman with the issue of blood said no. And blind Bartimaeus says no. No, no. Hey, why don't you hush? No, I'm not going to hush. And, 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 I, and I, I'm going to save your ears. I'm not going to scream. Okay? But he, it says he cried out, Son of David, have mercy on me. And it says Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Now, I want to really, I want to show you something that I believe is really powerful that I want to help you understand. I've said this before, that Jesus can only be who you will let him be. If you'll let him be your Savior, he wants to be. He went to the cross for you, and he wants to be your Savior. But you have to invite him in. You see, he wants to be your healer. But you have to invite him in, and you have to allow him to. You have to let him. He wants to help you with your money. He wants to help you with your finances. He wants to be your banker. If you need wisdom, he wants to be your counselor. See, he'll be whoever you let him be. Now, get this. He's walking on the road, and there's a crowd. And as he's walking on the road, I don't know if he saw blind Bartimaeus. It doesn't say. I don't know if he looked at him, if he glanced over at him, or if he saw him. Here's what he did not do. He didn't go over to him, oh, you poor blind man, you poor thing, and you're begging, man, let me see if I got a dollar. No, he didn't do that. He didn't do that. He kept right on walking. Now, don't miss this. Don't miss this. See, we think Jesus is this guy that is just going from poor person to poor person to helpless person to helpless person, and that's just all he does. And he, you know, and and every time, you know, if he was in the car, he'd give that guy on the corner five dollars, right? Yeah. Uh, How come he didn't knock on the door of the woman with the issue of blood? She had to leave. She had to get up and get out of her house. He walks right on by blind Bartimaeus. And I believe, and you can disagree with me if you want to, and it's okay. I believe if blind Bartimaeus had sat there quietly, he would have walked right on down the road and right on by. But blind Bartimaeus wanted a miracle. He wanted his life to change, and he wanted it to change bad enough that he was willing to not shut up. And when they threatened him, he wouldn't shut up. When the crowd told him to be quiet, when the noise of the crowd overshadowed him, he wanted a miracle. He wanted his life to change. And he cries out to Jesus. And it says that when he cried out, <clears throat> excuse me, that Jesus stopped and he commanded him to come to him. Then I, then I love the crowd. Then the crowd, I love this. You're going to love this. Then they call the blind man and they said, be of good cheer. He's calling you. You bunch of hypocrites, you bunch of liars, 
Right? Isn't that exactly how people are? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, now they're all, oh, oh, hey, man, you know, you know how, how we get political real quick, right? Oh, we always want to be on the winning side. And so it's like, oh, now, oh, man, hey, I know I just told you to shut up, but, but now the boss is calling, so, so get up and go over there. Man, there is so much in that. Don't you agree? There's so much in that. Listen, folks, don't let people stop you. Don't let people stop you from following God. Don't let people stop you from saying yes to Jesus Christ. Don't, be, don't you stop letting them stop you from crying out. And it says, Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. He called the blind man and he said, be of good cheer. Rise, he's calling you. Now, you're going to love this. And throwing aside his garment, he arose and came to Jesus. <clears throat> now, I did some study on this. I looked at several different things that talked about he had a garment with him. And it says that when he stood up, he took this garment off and he threw it. And when he threw it, then he made his way to Jesus. Now, one place I went to said that it possibly could have been an official garment that was given to him by the government that allowed him to beg. Okay, that he, he didn't just go out there and decide to sit down, that there was, there was rules and guidelines. And, and I, I read that they said possibly it could have been officially a government garment that was given to him. So when they would come by and say, what are you doing? He, he said like, hey, I got my card here. I got my garment. And so I can, I can beg. Then I read another story that said it was just simply a cloth or a coat that he used to cover himself to keep himself warm. Now listen, here's where we're going. When he stood up, the first thing he did was throw it away. He's still blind. Come on, right? He's still blind. The miracle hadn't happened yet. Can I ask you a question? What do you need to throw away? You see, when you came to Jesus Christ, what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to throw away our old life our old ways, our old habits, our old thoughts, our old view of life. That's what, that's what Christianity is all about, right? You see, when you get water baptized, the whole point of getting baptized is I'm buried with Christ. What does that mean? I die. The old Rusty's dead. I've died, and I've put, a, I've put away my old ways, my old habits, my old thoughts. And now I'm going to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to me. Can, this is so powerful. And I've said it before. When you said yes to Jesus, if nothing in your life has changed, if none of your habits have changed, if none of the things you've done has changed, it frightens me and it should frighten you. We put the old life away. He threw away that cloth, whether it was from the government or whether he just had it to keep warm. But you know what I want to believe? That he threw it away because he knew I'm not going to be that person anymore. I'm not going to be sitting on the roadside blind anymore. Those days are done. And you know what that was? An act of faith. Now, listen, I've done it, and I know you've done it, so don't look at me like you haven't done it, but we always want to hedge our bets. You know what I mean by that? We want to hedge our bets. We, we want, just like I said earlier, we want to be on the winning team. So we hold things back just in case this Christianity thing doesn't work out, just in case this following God thing doesn't work out. 
What did the disciples do? They walked away from their jobs. They walked away from their families. Then when Jesus died, they went back to fishing. Okay, it's called burning your ships. You know, the old explorers in the old days would go to a new land on a boat, and when everybody would get off, the first thing they would do is set the boats on fire and burn them because there's no going back. You couldn't get back on the boat in six weeks and say, man, I don't like it here. The natives are ugly, and man, you know, they're mean, and they carry spears, and they want to eat me, man. And so I'm getting on the boat, and I'm going home. No, there wasn't any boats. They were burned. So I just want to ask you one more time, what do you need to throw away? <clears throat> Maybe it would be something worthwhile to ask God. Now, I believe when you said yes to Christ, I believe probably every one of you gave some things up. I believe you did. But is there anything that has kind of crept back in? Is there anything that maybe you've reached out and grabbed a hold of, something for security, something for safety? He threw away that cloak before the miracle. Listen to what it says. And he threw aside his garment. I'm not going to be a beggar anymore. I don't need this cloak. I don't need this garment. Whether it's a government garment, whether it's a garment to keep me warm, I don't know, but I'm getting rid of it because I don't need it anymore because where I'm going, I'm not going to need it. And Jesus said to him, what do you want? So <laughs> he said. What do you want? I mean, what do you want me to do for you? Well, Lord, you see, <clears throat> I'm blind. <clears throat> you know what it says in the New Testament? It says we have not because we ask not. Now, I know, and I know you know, God knows our needs, and he knows what we need before we ask, and I'm not discounting that. <clears throat> What I'd like for you to see, though, is he threw aside that coat. He stepped out of an old life into a new life before he had ever proof that it was going to happen. And then when he faced the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus said, what do you want? Jesus knew exactly what he wanted, but he wanted him to say it. Now, do you, do you see the steps of faith here? First off, I'm getting rid of this coat. I'm getting rid of this old lifestyle, and I'm stepping into this new life. Then he encounters Jesus, and Jesus says, what do you need? And he says, I can tell you exactly, I'm blind, and I want to be able to see. That's what he says. The blind man said, Rabboni, teacher, that I may receive my sight. Now, I want you to see something. He stepped out of the old into the new. He threw off that old lifestyle, and then he told Jesus, I want to be able to see. He stepped into something new, and then he said it. Remember the woman with the issue of blood last week? What does it say? It says she said within her heart, within herself. What do we find out? The most powerful voice in your life is your own. Now, listen, I can hurt you with my voice, and I can, I can say things, and, and, and we're all human, and, we're, and we can all be capable of that, but it's not as powerful as the voice within you. I mean, a coach can hurt you, a teacher can hurt you, a parent can hurt you. We all carry things. Some of us have been carrying things for years, even decades, but the most powerful voice you have is that voice on the inside of you.
And the woman with the issue of blood said, I'm going to touch him. And when, when I do, I'm going to get healed. Yeah. Jesus said, what do you want, blind man? I want to be made well. He said it. He spoke it. She said within her heart, can I ask you again? Let me ask you two things. What do you need to throw away and what do you need to be saying? Can I just encourage you not to give up? Can I encourage you whatever mountain you're facing, whatever valley you're in, whatever you got going on? Listen, God's at work in your life, and there's nothing too big for God to change. And I want you to step out of that old life, step out of that brokenness, step out of that hurt, and say, God, I need a miracle. Whatever it is, he needed sight. Whatever miracle it is, whatever you need. Listen to what Jesus said. Go your way. Your faith has made you well. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. He told the woman with the issue of blood the very same thing. He said, your faith has made you whole. Now, do you follow the steps of blind Bartimaeus' faith? He cried out and he wouldn't shut up. Now, I don't believe you have to yell for God to hear you, but if you want to yell, it doesn't hurt you. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to get some fight in you. I mean, I'm, I'm being serious. You know, for years and years and years, I was involved at the Driscoll house over here, and men would come through there with drug and alcohol issues, and they would get there to get sober. And every once in a while, we'd get a guy through there who, who thought he was a fighter. Now, I'm, I'm talking like punching the nose fighter. And I don't mean like a, a boxer. I mean, you know, man, you mess with me, dude. Huh? You know, that kind of fighter. You know what I'm saying? And I would always laugh. You don't have enough fight in you to whip a bumblebee. I don't mean physically. I don't mean me beat them up. No, I don't mean that. I mean life had whipped them. Addiction had whipped them. And so the way they were going to cover it up is by being physical and aggressive. But that's not the battle that they needed to fight. Are you with me? You see, blind Bartimaeus was not afraid to, to cry out. And when they told him to shut up, he wouldn't. So I'm just encouraging you to be the very same way toward what you need toward your God, toward your Father. Like I said, you don't have to yell. You don't have to scream. But sometimes it doesn't hurt to walk around in the living room with the door locked and holler a little bit. It doesn't hurt to put on some of this music and turn it up really loud. It doesn't hurt. And it's good for you. We need some of that. Then the next thing he did was he threw that cloak away. He threw that old life away. And then he said, I want to be made well. Those are the steps of faith he took. The steps of faith the woman with the issue of blood took is she got up. She got out of her house. She went out into the street. She went out into the crowd. She elbowed and made her way through that crowd even though she wasn't supposed to be there. She reached out and touched his garment. And Jesus said, your faith has made you well. He told blind Bartimaeus the very same thing. Your faith has made you well. Now, listen to me. You know what's happening tonight? You're building your faith. You came to the house of God on Thursday night, and you're hearing the Word of God, and it's building your faith. Listen, you have enough faith for whatever miracle you need. Are you listening to me? You have enough faith for whatever miracle you need. All I want to encourage you to do is just talk to God and tell him what you need. And if you feel discouraged or despondent, just tell him, hey, Lord, this is what I need. 
Blind Bartimaeus needed to be healed of blindness. The woman with the issue of blood needed to be healed from an issue of blood. And they both had had it a long time. She had it 12 years. And it doesn't say why he was blind, but he'd been blind for a long time. Now, can I just throw something out at you more close? I'm almost out of time. I always wonder what it does to the human heart to beg. Okay? I always just wonder about that. You know what I'm saying by that? I mean, if you and I were in a position where we had to beg, and we had to beg for money to buy food or to... to, to and, I, and I know... Don't, I'm not trying to be political or anything, and I don't want you to think that. I know when you pull up in Emerald and there's somebody begging and they're holding the sign. I, I, know, I know there's all kinds of things in that. You, you understand where I'm coming from? But I just wonder, what does it do to you? What does it do to you to honestly, if Vicki and I were standing on the street corner in Amarillo, Texas, and we're begging, and we really do need help. We really need some money to buy food. It has to, it's got to be hard on you. See, blind Bartimaeus was a legitimate beggar. You know what I'm saying? And I know you've heard those stories. I've heard them too. You know that guy that begs by McDonald's? He's got a brand new blue Mustang behind McDonald's. And he makes $40,000 a year begging. Uh, you've heard those stories, right? We've all heard those stories, okay? So, but blind Bartimaeus didn't have a Mustang. Right? He, he wasn't a con artist. He wasn't a con man. He couldn't work. He didn't have a job. And he was begging. And it had to be hard on him. But even in the midst of that, he had the boldness to cry out to God. And I love that about him. He had to overcome a hurdle. Don't you agree? He had to overcome something to be able to hurt Jesus. They, oh, man, it's Jesus. And then he cried out. And he got healed. I just want to encourage you tonight. Listen, God knows your name. He knows your address. He knows what you're going through. He loves you. And he wants to meet your needs. And he's just waiting to be invited in. Hey, Lord, I need this. Talk to him in prayer. Tell him what you need. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't be discouraged. And allow God to move in your life. Amen? Amen. Y'all stand up. Let me pray for you. Praise God. we just got a couple of minutes left. Father God, thank you tonight. Father, I'm thankful for the word. I'm thankful for this story. The story of blind Bartimaeus. I'm thankful for the woman with the story of the woman with the issue of blood. And I know those stories are there so that we can grow, we can learn, and we can be encouraged. Father, I want to pray for every person that came out tonight that they leave here encouraged. They leave here with their faith refreshed. They leave here, Father, willing to cry out to you, willing to throw something away, willing to walk out of something old into something new. Father, I love you. I'm so glad you're the healer. You're the deliverer. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody said, amen.